Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone, back to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, as always. And with me, fellow Real Film Nerdarino, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. See, dude, that was good. I like that. Yeah, you like it when I have a nice, so sarcastic, happy tone in my voice? Yes, it's it's at like a higher pitch, like on a different octave. I like it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I love it. It's amazing. This podcast is going to be incredible. Okay, all right. Calm it down. Come back to the, the nerdverse. Come back to the nerdverse. The nerdverse is like one of the... Uh... Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universes? <laughs> it could be. It could be. That's the world where Revenge of the Nerds really happened. Dude, it did really happen. It happened in Tucson. You know this. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know this. It was the Alphas against the Omegas. <laughs> no, the Omegas was the girls, right? Uh, Let's see. The Omega Moose? Omega moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, so Mike, not talking about uh, anything nerd-related, we're going to talk about uh, your favorite genre as always. I I think we need to turn this the name of this podcast from the Real Film Nerds podcast into the Real Horror Nerds podcast. Why, man? We don't review that many horror movies. I mean, there are quite a few, but uh, we've reviewed lots and lots of other movies. This is like three weeks in a row, isn't it, of horror movies? No. What was the last one that we reviewed? Didn't we do Us? Yeah, but that was more of like a thriller. No, it was a horror. Okay, well, um, Captain Marvel? That was totally not a horror. Might be a horror for some people. Okay. What was the what was the other horror movie? I don't know. The Matrix? Yes. That was the horror movie. Because it's reality now. Oh. Yeah, did you see some deja vu? Dude, I always see deja vu. Oh man, there's a lot of glitches over there. They're always changing things in the Prescott Matrix as the Californians move in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just in and out burger everywhere. No, we still only have the one. And you know, you still haven't even witnessed how close I live to the In-N-Out Burger. Like, it oh, will blow man. your damn mind. Can you walk there? No, but it's a short jaunt in a vehicle. How about, how about like, if you rode your bicycle, how long would it take? Like, less than three minutes? How long would it take me or how long would it take you? Uh, How long would it take you? Probably an hour and a half. How long would it take you to drive there? Two minutes. Okay, so it's about it's about a ten minute ride. All right. For a normal person, yes. Okay. No, actually, it'd probably be a five minute bike ride. Yeah, you. For a normal person, I'm saying for me, it would be at least an hour and a half. Okay. All right. Well. I am still excited. We uh, got I, I gotta come. I gotta come visit you again. It's it's been too long. Yeah, dude. I don't even. I don't even know when the last time 
you've been out here. Anyways, uh, Matt, uh, what are you drinking today? <sighs> well, Mike, I am drinking an extremely expensive beer that you would never, ever, ever be able to afford because you don't make enough money. Oh, man, I'm very uh, interested, excited even. Believe me, you're not, because I've drank it many times on this podcast. I am drinking my tried-and-true friend of true poor alcoholics, the champagne of beers. Oh, some Miller High Life. Man, I thought you were going to say, like, Old E or something, man, or, like, Old E HG. I love that stuff. No, man, I don't. I don't. Um, um, Steel Reserve, I have a, a handful of those sitting around, but I don't, I don't have any Ugh. OE. Oh man, I can't. I can't handle steel reserve. Of course you no. can't. It's too high for you. It's it's way above the IPA IPA level in the tastiness factor. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Well, uh, Matt, I am uh, drinking a tried and true. Hold on. Kind of hold a- on. Let me guess. An IPA. No. Really? Yes. Lies. I don't believe it, you. Yeah. No. It's it's just a pale ale. And it's just Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, that's a good beer. That's a quality yeah. brew. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just a plain, you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It was on sale, so. The first time you actually have a beer that I would drink. Oh, man. I'll mark that down. It's a momentous occasion, Michael. Momentous. What is this? Epi- episode 103? I got to write that down. Yeah, let's go with 103. That sounds right. Okay, I wrote that down. All right, so speaking of episode 103, what movie are we talking about today, Mysterious Mike Talent? So, uh, because Matt loves, 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 loves to review horror movies, we are reviewing the latest version of Pet Cemetery, the 2019 version, uh, which is almost to the exact day 30 years from the original. Yeah, I have to say, I had freaking high hopes for this movie, and it, oh, I'll just put it out there right now. It really let me down. Um, I had a lot of high hopes as well, especially after seeing the It uh, remake uh, last year, which was awesome. I was hoping that this would continue in the awesomeness, and... It was okay. Dude, the but. trailer was pretty freaking bomb, too. That got me really excited. Oh, yeah. No, dude. Mastery of the trailer. Very, very good. So, all right. Go ahead. Since I interrupted you, give us give us the rundown on uh, the 2019 reboot of Pet Cemetery. All right. So, uh, this movie is directed by two directors. There's a Kevin Kolsch and a Dennis Widmire. And... Uh, you know, it's written by Matt Greenberg and Jeff uh, Buehler and uh, based on the novel by Stephen King. And it's starring uh, Jason Clark, Amy Schmetz, John Lithgow, Jette Lawrence. And the movie is about Dr. Lewis Creed and his wife, Rachel, relocate from Boston to a rural Maine with their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious bur- burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. But does the couple really discover it? It's just the husband that typically discovers it. 
Well, in this one, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if I should. Now we won't spoil it yet, but I never saw her go up there, you know. Anyways. uh, All right. Well, we can talk about that in a minute. Yes, sir. But, uh, Matt, yeah, you were uh, really disappointed by this, huh? Yeah, it was boring. It was boring. It dragged so hard. And when they have to explain 90% of the movie in the first, I don't know, hour, it's just, it's, uh, it just did not work well. It just really did not work well. The, the second half of the movie was really good. Well, not really good, but it was a hell of a lot better than the first half. The first half was just crap. I, I thought there was some kind of cool, creepy stuff, but it got, I don't know, like towards the end, I didn't like the third act that much. It had its moments. It had its moments. But overall, I I would not recommend anyone to go see this movie unless you're obsessed with Stephen King. So, so Matt, though, I do need to ask you real quick. How does it relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No. Oh. Not, not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, goose or church, dude? Seriously, <laughs> you know I'm gonna go with goose because spoiler alert for Captain Marvel: Goose freaking has tentacles and universes inside his body. <laughs> Although Church is, even though Church doesn't have tentacles coming out of his mouth, Church is creepier. That's for sure. That's one thing that did do really good was the freaking cat. All that right, cat yeah, was yeah, creepy as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, without giving away too much, uh, Church is the cat that is in uh, this the Pet Cemetery, 2018. Dude, that was a good question. Yeah? That was All good. Right, cool. I liked it. I yeah. did not anticipate that coming out of your mouth. <laughs> is that what she said? Definitely. That's why I said it. <laughs> all right all right all right so now do you want to ask me about the mcu no i I want you to answer your own question goose or church um, or church or goose oh for me i i think it was definitely uh goose i i really like the that um that cat's personality and uh um it was a oh man now i'm gonna flirt flirting yeah Flurkin, yeah, it was a mm-hmm. flurking, and that was really neat. Um, but this cat is pretty creepy, and the matted like fur and stuff looked awesome on it throughout the movie. I thought it was a really cool look. Well, and what's awesome too is how they're always trying to like correct it and make Church look better, and it just makes him look worse. Yeah. I was like trying to brush him and bathe him and everything. He's just like, no, it's looking worse. He's looking way creepier. (laughs) Yeah, true. All right. So, Mike, I'll go ahead and do it since you got us going with the goose thing. (laughs) Sorry. No, dude, it was freaking (laughs) a great question. That's like one of the best questions you've ever had on on our podcast. Write down, write down episode 103. (laughs) <laughs> all right episode uh, man i've got like two things on here you're killing it and you're like half asleep already yeah yeah definitely man imagine if you're like we do this at like four in the morning Ooh, you just man you just be dialed in yeah <laughs> well i'd be like half awake so it'd be like half questions and half answers i'd be asleep 
All right. 100%. Okay. All right. So, Mike, how does 2019's reboot of Pet Cemetery relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Um, this one was a little bit harder to find. Um, I had to dig a little little deep. Um, Definitely what she said. <laughs> yeah, so there was a uh, makeup artist uh, named Kevin Carter, who, <laughs> this is a strange um, role as a makeup artist, but uh, was the contact lens painter for Captain Marvel. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a weird one, but that was the first one I came across, so that's the one I wrote it down. I went through like most of the the other cast and crew and when when I start to get real worried is when I get towards the bottom of the list, you know, like so I got past the composer, the cinematographer, the editor, the production design, the art director, the set director, the costume designer, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> so do you think the contact lens painter is like the step up from the well-known position of a uh, fluffer? <laughs> um, I don't, I, I think it's the wrong kind of movie, Matt, for that. Well, no, but it's still the same industry kind of. So do you think they transition like from fluffing to painting contact lenses? Or do you think it's just a completely different like job? Yeah, I think it's just different. Like, like maybe you think like head gaffer and contact lens painter are the same, or I don't know. Maybe you know, like grip or something. Yeah, but grip grips, you know, I mean, they're errand boys. I think for the most part. Yeah, and what is the uh, what do they call them? Production assistants? Aren't those like the coffee getters? Basically, yeah, they're also like interns, slaves. Yeah, on set yeah. slaves, basically. Yeah probably working for free right i don't know i would think or next to nothing i mean definitely well above the photographer (laughs) you just you just had to throw that in there dude that's one thing that's real interesting i was uh not to get too off topic i've been working on uh my plex media server for those of you who know what that is one of the films that I have is uh, a film that not a lot of people liked, but I thought it was okay. I still bought it on DVD. That's the thing before Blu-ray. Was uh, Eon Flux. Oh, yeah, no. Eon Flux is pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was a fun that movie. That was uh, Charlize Theron? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She was like an action star. Like, she was... No, she did really well in that, like... I mean, I guess recently she just did that um, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, that was fun. I like that movie, too. Yeah, and that was a very physical movie as well. But um, she did Eon Flux kind of, you know, about a decade ago. And then she did um, the she was in Mad Max, which was awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude. Mad Max Fury Road is in my top five. Yeah. So. But there's a uh, special feature that I've never seen before ever on any other Blu-ray or DVD. Granted, I don't get a whole lot of time to watch the special features. You know, some of us are very busy with our working lives. But the special feature on Ian Flux, I had to stop and watch it when I was, you know, transitioning it into my Plex server. 
was a feature on the on-set photographer. On-set photographer? Yeah. Oh, man. That's cool. It was what, pretty uh, neat. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. It was pretty neat. It wasn't real long, but it was pretty cool. I had to watch it. Is that what she said? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'll, I'm going with the maybe on that one. All right. All right. We're overdoing it on that. Anyway. No, we're not. We're never overdoing it. We're not Michael, you know, C. Scott. <laughs> uh, from the office, people, if you don't know. Uh, anyway. All right. Um, so that means spoilers. Now we're in spoilers. Yay. Uh, uh, okay, Matt. So uh, tell me what you didn't like about this movie, Matt, since you, you seem to be ready to, to, to chop it up. Uh, the whole thing. Okay, I'm going to need a little bit more specific. Oh, dude, it was just boring. It dragged on so long. And it they the whole first hour of the movie, they have to explain why this and that and this and that. And then the dude that died in his office who keeps, like, popping up and haunting them, especially uh, Gage, the little kid. It was like, what the hell is going on with this dude? Now, I guess if you've read the novel, that's the quote-unquote... A uh, good ghost that's coming and trying to help and warn them and everything about the coming doom. But they don't explain that shit at all in the movie. That's one of the issues I have with it. Just one. Yeah, but they explain everything else. Pretty well. Yeah, I mean, they did okay. You know, um, I know they changed, you know, we're, we'll just throw it out there right now. The biggest change versus the original is that the daughter dies instead of the son. And they bring the daughter back, which I thought, you know, it didn't bother me. I didn't have an issue with it. I thought it was still really well done, especially the uh, actress that played the daughter, uh, Ellie. Her name is what? Uh, uh, Jetty Lawrence? Uh, Jetty, I think. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't like know. It has she, a little symbol over it. She but, did yeah. a freaking amazing job. She, that's one of the big highlights of this movie was her. She really did a really, really good job. She was creepy as shit. Yeah, she was pretty creepy. I mean, especially, granted, it was makeup, but, like, when she first came back and she's, like, tr just having, like, a normal conversation with uh, Jason Clark, and her one eye is, like, looking right at him, and the other one is, like, floating around. <laughs> I was like, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, 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 and the hairbrushing scene was, like, awkward to watch. Oh, yeah, that was really odd. I, I thought it was going to be, like, uh, you've seen in, like, the zombie movies where they try and brush, like, a zombie's hair and, like, a piece of the scalp comes off with all the skin and hair. I thought for sure that was what gonna, was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, oh, interesting uh, trivia about this before I forget is the reason that this movie was released uh, this weekend and not in like a week or two when it would actually be the 30-year uh, anniversary was A Quiet Place came out this week last year, and they, they were just trying to mirror that a little bit, I guess. But, I mean, I feel like Quiet Place came out and there's nothing else released, and this went out against shazam and some other you know there's still captain marvel and and uh you know the best of enemies there's all these movies being released so i don't know if that was the best strategy but anyway yeah because there is it's not saturated right now but there are a lot of other films to watch right now definitely especially if you're not into horror films but you know one scene i did really 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 like in this movie that was really super creepy was all the stuff with uh zelda 
Yes. Zelda was super creepy. Yeah. That really got a lot of the kind of disturbing like feel of the movie and like the the I don't know energy that the family is experiencing kind of all these weird things. Yeah. Um the the, the, demo- the one demonic that, stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think the only one that doesn't doesn't say anything about it is Ellie. I don't remember her saying anything about it, but anyway, oh. And another thing, Matt, remember you were saying that you didn't think they went out to the cemetery? Ellie ran off and uh the um her mom, Rachel, went and got her, and then John Lithgow was, like, helping her down. Yes, I remember like, that calling. part. But, no, I'm talking about the mom never walks all the way back to the cemetery where they bury the people so that they can be resurrected. Like, she never goes back there. She doesn't even know it's back there. Oh, oh, oh okay. Like, the all mom right. never goes yeah, back no, there. The no. little girl does. And then, you know, John Lithgow, obviously, he's the one that shows everybody it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, one scene that chapped my ass, though, that I really liked that just was in the trailer, it was in the movie, and it was literally a split second. I think it would have been creepy as hell if they would have done more with it was the uh, the neighbor kids walking by with the crazy-ass uh, animal masks. Oh, yeah, that was really chopped up and cut. There was barely anything in that. Yeah. Like, they did it just for a second. Yeah, it was a letdown, because that was really kind of creepy and mystifying on its own and it was it didn't go anywhere it did yeah, nothing in the in the drum beat and everything i was like oh what's that gonna be and then it was nothing you're right it was a it was awesome for the trailer and it just was nothing in the movie all right so mike what did you think about the big change of uh uh gauge versus uh ellie being the one that died um I think it did allow them to have a little bit more freedom uh, because Ellie was a, a little bit older and so she could do and say things that were, uh, I don't know, more more um, adult-like and she was just a little bit physically bigger so she could do some more damage. So I don't, I don't know. That's... That was kind of my thing, so I thought it was fine. Um, I like, I even kind of liked the fake out that they did, like in the movie. But uh, I don't want to. I guess I already ruined it. Um, never mind. Oh, are you talking uh, about when he kicked the bed? No, not when he kicked the bed. When the 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 part where the the with the semi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, when they actually killed her. Yeah. Yeah, because that was that was a big time scene. You know, that was like a big fake out that was in the original where like little Gage was underneath the bed with uh, John Lithgow's character, uh, Judd. Yeah. And and John Lithgow like kicks the bed and no one's under there. Yeah. I thought you were talking about that one. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I gotcha. But no, yeah, the semi truck was. Yeah, that was the first fake out because, you know. It shows little Gage running there, and then but she's still standing there. The trailer hits her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But okay, okay. This one is. Um, I'll ask you first. What did you think of Jason Clark as the lead in this? 
Um, I like him as an actor, but I just didn't think there was much. I don't know. He was so numb. I don't know. He just didn't seem to be. Even when he he wasn't convincing. Yeah, dude, he was just. He's not a bad actor, but for some weird reason, in my opinion, in this movie, he was just flat. He was just boring. He was unemotional. He had moments where he was really emotional and really good, but his performance as a whole was rough, especially for this role, especially if you compare it to the original. Yeah, I felt he was very, yeah, just numb and I don't know. Just flat. Yeah, I guess flat. Flat's a good word. But um, uh, Amy uh, Simitz, the actress that played the mom, Rachel, I thought she did a pretty damn good job. No, she she was good. You could definitely tell she was disturbed and and yeah. No, I I thought she was good. And and you're you're right. Uh, Jette Lawrence, who played Ellie, was awesome. I mean, because she had the basically two characters. You know, like normal uh, little girl Ellie and then like undead crazy Ellie. So that was cool. Yeah, she definitely had my favorite performance of the entire film. Uh, John Lithgow is always a knockout. He's always going to do great. He did very well in this movie, but I still think uh, Jette Lawrence was way better. I mean, she just it was also the part. I mean, the part that she had was much more you know, in depth, having the two kind of versions, you know, she had the, the, uh, sane Ellie and then she had the demonic Ellie, you know, cause it's not really her. It's more of a demon that came back. Right. Yeah. Where John Lithgow, he's just kind of like the creepy hermit that lives next door that knows what's going on and sits outside and hangs out all the time. He did fine. He did fine. It's just, it's not the same role as the, uh, uh, girl of Ellie. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, Mike. So, what else do you want to talk about? Pet Cemetery, the reboot. Um, you know, I guess just the biggest thing was it was somewhat of a disappointment. Um, I, I, I feel like they are on the pattern of remaking all the Stephen King movies, which I've said earlier, and uh, this might give them some pause, although I think it did all right. Like, I think it's already made its money back, but I don't think it's been, you know, it's not been like a slam dunk or whatever. Yeah, it's not a big hit. It's not making them hand over fist money like Shazam actually is doing. Yeah, no, Shazam is is doing really well, um, and I look forward to reviewing that. Uh, I, I think we're going to review that next week. Yeah, I'm thinking probably next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know what we're going to do for our other one because we we're kind of going back and forth on that. But yeah, we'll figure out something. But yeah, no, they announced um, on a few of the uh, movie websites and uh, news sites and things that I follow that they are definitely going to do like a Shazam sequel because of how oh, wow. well it performed this weekend. Wow, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's that's great for Shazam. You know, like uh, if anybody remembers the Shaquille O'Neal version, then you're probably shocked. The Shaquille O'Neal version. Yeah, man. He he played Shazam. Are you talking about the basketball movie? No, dude. He played. Sh- or is that no, the one he- where he's like the genie? 
I think that's the one where he's the genie, dude. Really? I thought that was different. I don't know. I never watched that garbage. I'm pretty sure, man. I don't know, man. Anyway, I don't know. I, I could be I could be misstating things and uh, well, maybe we'll get some hate mail. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm really just like you getting sick and tired of all the spam, especially the ones saying that my account has been compromised and I need to contact them from the uh, you know, porn websites that I've been visiting. Hey, you know, I'm trying to break into the industry too. I figured fluffer is easy to get into. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's that easy, man. Yeah, you're right. I don't have a really good combing technique. <laughs> All right. On that crazy note, um, uh, Matt, uh, do you want to give us your rating? What do, you, what do you think? Sure, Mike. I'll do whatever you want. Are you sure you want my rating? Oh, man. I think I'm getting confused with Steel. No, Kazam. My bad. Kazam, Shazam, they're the same. No, they are not. They are not the same. Shazam is about a little kid that uh, turns into a superhero like everybody always wanted to. Hell, I want to be a superhero now. Well, Matt, are are you excited about that James Gunn uh, scripted superhero one where he's like a bad superhero? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have a comic book for you to read if you think that's going to be neat. You know what that... I f- I'm forgetting the name of the movie now. I watched the trailer, though. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Stand by. To the internet. Uh, you talk, To the internet. Well, basically, it's a alternate universe Superman. He has the same powers of Superman. I'm not sure if the movie's going to be related to Superman at all or the DC universe at all. I would really like it to be. That would be pretty cool. But it's basically if Superman was evil, like and he used his powers for nothing but evil. I am really looking forward to that because there is a alternate universe in the DC universe of one of the few comic books I actually bought of DC where it it's kind of like evil, but it's not. It's what if Superman would have crashed into Russia instead of Kansas. And it's a completely unique, different take on Superman. And it's really neat and it's cool. And I don't really want to say like it's evil, but it kind of is. But it's just different. You know, I mean, he's a communist and he works for the state and all this other stuff. It's it's awesome. It's pretty neat. It's definitely yeah, unique. It's called uh, Brightburn. And uh, it's, it's starring uh, Elizabeth Banks and David Denman from uh, the office do you know if it's actually supposed to take place in the dc universe like if it's like by dc or is it like completely different i am not sure uh i remember seeing the trailer and i was like what is this because at first it kind of sets it up as a kind of a superhero origin story and then all of a sudden it's it gets dark well they set it up as the story of superman like yeah the dude crashes into a field to a yeah couple that hasn't had kids it sets it up as superman like without saying superman that's how it sets it up you're right it does uh but i distracted you too much matt there's no such thing okay fine here i give pet cemetery two and a half reels out of five Uh, that was just not a good movie wow man is that still higher than your rating i bet it is 
Uh, no, no, that's lower. I, I think I'm going to be more generous. Are you ready for this, Matt? Oh, five out of five, right, Mike? No, 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 not five out of three. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to give uh, Pet Cemetery a three. To me, it was okay. It was just average. Yeah, like it, it. Yeah, it was average. Like, there's some creepy stuff. You know, most of the movies pretty well executed. I just. I don't know. I was expecting more. I was hoping for more. Which one's better, the original 1989 version or the 2019 version? I mean, it's tough to say. I haven't seen the 89 one in a long time. I think I kind of like that one better, but I would have to watch them back to back to double check. So uh, for now, I'm just not going to answer that question. Uh, I think you did. You like the 1989 version. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Mike. Go watch the 1989 version where we'll pause the podcast. We'll come back on in what? Hour and a half? Hour and 45 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, like hour 45. Okay. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to happen. I don't even. That was good. Dude, I don't even know if you can find it anywhere streaming. I I didn't look, but. Uh, I'm not sure I didn't look either. Maybe we should have watched it. I don't know. I didn't want it to be tainted, though, because I haven't watched the 89 one in years either. So I wanted to go in kind of with uh, fresh eyes to see the new one. And maybe I should have watched the 89 or maybe it would have made it worse. Maybe I would have been more critical because I'd be comparing them even harder. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. So anyways. All right, Mike. Well, um, why don't you tell the folks about the movie that you picked for us to review on Thursday? Look at this. You got a double week, man. You picked t- today's, you picked Pet Cemetery, and you picked Thursdays. Yeah, so uh, the next one is a uh, tributary, and it's a Netflix-made uh, movie, and it's called The Highwaymen, and it chronicles uh, the story of these two uh kind of uh, forced into retirement Texas Rangers who get brought out of retirement to uh, help bring down Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, it's it's pretty factual to what happened. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to uh, watching it. It's starring uh, Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. Nice. And that hopefully will be uh, this Thursday, April 11th. Uh, yeah, 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 that, that, that's right, April 11th. Man, I really need to do my taxes. I'm going to get in trouble. Ooh, ooh, yeah, you do, man. They're due the April 15th. I know, I've been too busy. Life, life gets in the way. Oh, geez. I so honestly do- have no idea how people have kids. Um, I don't know if they know either. They just make it work. How? I, you can ask Santos or Mr. Mile High. Oh, dude, that's easy. His uh, wife does it all. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I nailed that one. All right. Well, may- maybe that's the answer, Matt. I-, I don't think that's the answer, but maybe that's the You answer. find a sugar mama that makes lots of money, works all the time, and takes care of the kids. Okay. Well, that's a strategy there. Where does this? I thought you were going for the uh, sugar mama that is um, more like a um, older and uh, oh, what do you call it? 
Sugar Sugar Grandma? It's, it's you want you want like uh like the Anna Nicole Smith version, but like uh gender role flipped. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want a cougar, I want a super cougar. Ah, okay, super cougar. Yeah, like someone that, you know, has one foot in the grave and a very good bank account. Okay, so like instead of like black with like dark spots, they're like silver. Silver fox? (laughs) Yeah. What would... See, now I'm just getting way off topic. I don't even know what like a, a silver like cougar would be. There you go, silver cougar. You want like a snow leopard. Snow leopard. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's pretty good. A snow leopard. <laughs> That'll work. All right. All right. Snow leopard it is for you. All right. Well, Mike, um, I think we're done making random ass references. So you need to go to bed because you're an old man. I am. I am. Uh it's uh quite late over here for me and it's a school night and you know anyway so uh, i guess with that uh i will thank everybody for listening and uh catch us on our next pod thank you for listening to the real film nerds now don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at real film nerds now go out and catch a movie